Chapter 14, Bear the Flame. We have to get back out there, Pickett shouted. Old Lieutenant, Elmer called, panting. Pickett saw that his fur was wet with sweat and blood, and his leg was badly injured. Heather, Pickett said. Joe, Golden, and Perkinson were all gasping for breath, eyes darting, looking forward out the tunnel and back toward the citadel. We need a medic. I'll get her. Hold, Elmer shouted again. Remember your wits, Bucks. What's our duty? Secure the Lord, Perkinson said. Defend the citadel. Beat back the advance. That's right. Pick it, Elmer shouted. The din from outside was awful. You and Perk, get in there and secure vital personnel. What about you? Pickett shouted. Obey your orders, Bucks. Pickett heard and obeyed. Leaving their three companions, two of whom were hurt, he and Perkinson raced toward the citadel. One backward glance showed Pickett that Helmer was sending Joe inside, probably for treatment, while he and Colden charged back into the fight. Once inside, Perkinson turned right, rushing for Lord Ramner's rooms. That's when Pickett realized what his true duty was. Go on, he shouted. Perk had a wild look in his eyes, but nodded quickly. He barreled through the corridor and was gone. Pickett charged back toward the hospital, toward Emma, daughter of King Jupiter the Great, whose life he had sworn to protect. Heather couldn't believe what she was seeing, a wolf inside Halfwind Citadel. She was shocked, but her shock quickly gave way to anger. She sped back into the room and seized a large burning brand from the fire. Gripping the unlit end, she rushed back into the hall, a wild anger driving her on. The wolf was gone. The tunnel began to fill with screams, with the sounds of scattering rabbits, with the half-disciplined scurrying of a citadel under siege. She had seen this once before, at Cloud Mountain, but that had been a trap, a ruse. This might be a full-scale attack. Terror rose within her, but she fought it down. She scolded a few whimpering rabbits nearby, reminding them to do their duty. They nodded and ran on. Then she remembered that she herself had a duty. She ran toward the hospital, still carrying the flaming brand. She bore it like a torch and raced through the dirt-packed walls of the warren, stopping for nothing. Rabbits gave way before her, and she shouted encouragement to everyone she passed. Fight! For the mended wood! And Jupiter's heir! Pickett reached the hospital and quickly joined in the fight, taking on a wolf near the main door. With some help from another soldier, he soon had the better of the invader and drove him out, wounded. Pickett surveyed the large room. The stone pillars and artful arches held up the ceiling of a wide room, usually tidy and serene. But all was chaos now. Patients huddled in a corner while a few soldiers tried to contend with several wolves. He scanned for Emma and spotted her. She was standing in front of a frightened group of sick younglings, her arms spread out in front of them. It would do little good. Three wolves came for them, loping past the side door and trapping her and her patients in a corner. Haina Blackstar lay on the floor nearby. She wasn't moving. Pickett was attacked again. He did his best to break free, but this wolf was a terrific scrapper, and Pickett had to fight hard just to stay alive. He swung his sword at the wolf, but his stroke was blocked. The wolf lashed out with his powerful claws and knocked Pickett back, bloodied and dazed. Pickett rolled over and stole a glance at the side door as the wolf closed in on him. He saw Emma, magnificent in her defiance. She was every ounce of princess then. No one could doubt it if they looked at her now. She didn't budge an inch as the three wolves attacked. Then Joe was beside him, and together they drove back the wolf. Pickett turned and charged for the corner. He knew he would be too late. Then he saw her. Through the side door came Heather, with fury in her face and a fiery brand in her hands. She lunged for the three wolves, smashing the burning brand into the nearest. It broke over his head, and as he fell, an explosion of sparks and flaming splinters spread over the next wolf. That slowed them down, at least for a moment. The first 
Howling in rage as his singed fur sizzled, turned on Heather and sprang at her. But Pickett was there, deflecting his deadly stroke and silencing him with his own flashing blade. Joe met the second with the same result, and Emma was faced with only one attacker. She didn't flinch, only stayed in front of the younglings, whispering assurances to them as the wolf sprang. Pickett leapt and met him in midair, a rending crack sounding as they spun and fell, sprawling on the ground. Joe led an eager band to secure the wolf. Heather was by Emma's side. Are you okay? she asked. Pickett sprang to his feet and joined her. Are you all right, Emma? I'm fine, Emma said, shaking her head and checking the younglings. Thanks, you two. Heather and Pickett stood dumbly beside Emma. She frowned. We all have work here. Let's get to it. Pickett realized that she was telling him to leave her alone and do his duty. She doesn't know who she is or how important her life is. She would give it away in a moment if it meant saving someone else. Emma stared at Pickett and Heather for a moment, then pushed past them to Hena, bending to tend the fallen doe. Heather and Pickett put their heads together. What do we do now? he asked. I don't know, she said. We have to protect her, first of all. Captain Fry came in, eyes darting back and forth, a gang of soldiers with him. When he saw Emma, he sighed with relief, then ordered his soldiers to secure the room. Pickett ran to him. What now, Captain? She's safe, he said, wheezing terribly. I can't find Lord Ramnor, and the battle is all but lost. It's awful out there. What should we do? Pickett asked. Emma's okay, but stay close to her, Heather, he whispered. Try to find Lord Ramnor, and then get the princess out of here. And me? Back to the battle, he shouted, and he ran off. Pickett hugged Heather, then handed her his sword. To protect yourself, he said, and Heather, protect it, too. Heather nodded and ran off down the Warren's winding tunnels. Pickett bent and grabbed a sword left by a fallen fellow soldier. As he turned to follow Captain Fry, his eyes met Emma's. She smiled at him, a weary, wonderful smile. He felt in that moment that he would gladly lay down his life for her. And perhaps he would, perhaps this day. He caught up to Captain Fry as they reached the outside tunnel, and they followed it until it issued into daylight. Horrible sounds filled the air. Pickett broke through the tunnel wall, Captain Fry behind him. They scanned the field. A cold breeze was blowing and the sky was gray. The rabbit line was crumbling. The wolves advanced. A last huddle of rabbits held the ground surrounding the tunnel gate. Pickett and Captain Fry rushed to join them. Pickett knew it was hopeless. To the end of the world, Captain Fry shouted. Pickett believed it was.